0: This is comment picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, what do you got on tap for us today? Well, I'd like to say that I have something a subject that is like you know unfamiliar or surprising or something that you've never heard of before. But no, tonight, some talk about Batman again. Batman. Cool. Yeah. What this time? Because <laughs> we talk a lot about Batman here. Yeah, we do talk a lot about Batman on this on, the, on this podcast and on the blog as well. But at the same time, you know, it's been a while since I've mentioned. Not, batman on the uh on the podcast you know for reasons but hey it's like i uh we've actually come to the end of like you know like uh, tom king being a monthly presence you know in the batman it's like in the batman universe well i mean not quite i mean he's got he's got he's doing like a uh Batman meets Joker for the first time story in the upcoming Brave and the Bold series, but you know it's like he's no longer on you know Batman Monthly, and no, he doesn't have his like you know Constellation Prize miniseries Batman and Catwoman, um, like to go on as well. But it's like that. That's that's we'll get to that in a bit. But basically, um, King is like a, is, is a writer. It's like who, you know, uh, you know, gained initial fame for being like a former CA, CAI, CIA operative who basically transitioned into the uh, comics writing business, um, like first through working on like the uh, like Dick Grayson um, spy series Grayson with um, writer Tim Seeley, and then to uh, the uh, Omega Man maxi series, which you know gained a lot of um, critical acclaim. So much so that you know DC basically said, "Okay, we want you to be our next Batman writer," and King basically told them, "Yeah, I'll do that, so as, as you don't cancel my goddamn maxi series like about the Omega Man." So there you go. Oh, and in the meantime, he also did a uh, twelve issue Vision series for Marvel, which a lot of people liked, and I uh, thought was fine because it kind of felt like he was trying to hammer a specific story into um, the Vision, the Vision's character, you know, without like you know actually considering whether or not you know actually made like like a lot of sense. Um, his Batman stuff that I that I read after you know i following you know scott Snyder's run for a good good long wh- while It's like yeah, i figured day yeah, you know it's like i was in the monthly you know batman writing batman reading um like phase so i figured hey you know let's check this out and i and and it was all right i mean the first story is basically you know what happens when you know batman finds a, a superman um level um superman level um like superman level of sidekicks basically um Gotham and Gotham Girl, like the sons of some very very rich Gothamites, who basically, you know, found found a way to like, you know like afford a procedure that transformed them into superheroes, and they wanted to like, you know help save Gotham. You know, the same way that Batman wanted to, and you know it's like they wound up saving his life in the first the first proper issue of, of King's Run. Only like you know things didn't um you know, turn out the way like the way he had hoped because. Well, it's like this is part of a long-term um, plan by, um, by Bane in order to break, um, break Batman's life. It's like and also you know obtain the uh like the psychopirate in order to like you know, you know make his big Bane's life like a bit better. This didn't this didn't um path way um Bane Bane um planned. It's like and so we have and like you know organizing his own like Suicide Squad in the second volume. It's like and then Bane coming to Gotham in Volume Three to just you know like say it's like you know I am just gonna break you again, Bat. So the thing is like King. Well, um, okay, let's back up a bit. Talk about um the previous uh, writer on on Batman, Scott Snyder, who basically um delivered for like one of the all time great Batman runs. Not just for the the like, fact that he found um you know it's like just new ways of looking at Batman, like like in each. In each arc, but also, you know, it's like he just, you know, made each arc into an event. I mean, like the first, the first volume, it's like, like the, the, the like the quarter of Owls, basically, like you know, like envisioning like a Gotham, like you know, Batman thought he knew, but re- but really didn't. And the second volume, this the night, it's like um the night of the Owls, not just on um, like, like um, show, showcasing like you know, Batman like, like um, facing the uh consequences of not knowing um what his what his opponents was capable of, but also introducing you know a new like a like a new villain like for this for this um new 52 era it's like that was also like you know quite familiar as well and then you've got you know the uh it's like the uh it's like the death of the family like you know his like his big joker story it's like and also um like the uh like year zero which is where he basically reinvent he and greg capullo because greg capullo like also delivered like like world-class visuals like in inter- turn. In terms of this run like and he just they basically just went went and um, reinvented um like the classic year one story like for a modern age and did it you know like impeccably well like arguably it's a high high point of their run but um but basically like you know you're coming off like a run that juicy just managed to hit hit it out of the park with every major storyline and and here you got king who's basically like you know also having to deliver like you know like like quality stuff on a uh bi weekly basis. It's like this is this is kind of how things were for like a, a good portion of of his run. And he I think he did he, deli- he delivered things pretty well ter- like in terms of that. Okay for the level for the uh, amount of Batman he was asked to deliver, like the stories he he came up with are pretty like you're pretty solid. And also like his we found out like you know early on that his base his his real goal here was to deliver like a world class you know batman catwoman catwoman r- romance i mean yeah you've got you know batman fighting bane for the first thir- third of his run you've got batman and you know taking on like like on the riddler and riddler and joker and as follow to like the uh, year to the year zero storyline and then you've got you know you know batman and catwoman just trying to um make things work it's basically a uh, a take on like you know hey does like, can Batman be happy? And as he acknowledges, you know, early on, it's like, you know, it's like, I'm not happy, but I'm working towards it. And, you know, it's like, and I think a lot of people were, you know, like, like, rooting, rooting for them. In fact, like, King does a good job of making us root for them as, as you know, as Batman, like, you know, as someone, like, who was, like, you know, very, very stern, very, very angry, very dark and grumpy. It's like, and he, it's like, but he also like you know like makes Catwoman like a uh like a, a proper foil to that it's like to that to all to all that angst and you know makes you want to like see you want you want you want you want them to be happy together even if you have this naive feeling that oh wait the uh, status quo is a you know batman has to be like a solid stoic soul solitary figure so they can't actually be happy together it's like you know the uh rules of the status quo won't won't allow them and that's kind of what happens in the uh like like when it comes time to have their wedding because it turns out that oh no batman's wedding isn't gonna happen but it's all an evil plot by bane so then you get like several volumes of batman you know just you know like dealing with the consequences of that just realizing that you know hey if i can't be happy then what can i be oh and then my uh adopted son um um Great, um, Dick Grayson gets shot in the head and can't remember who he is anymore. It's like, oh my God, I'm even let me less happy now. It's like, oh, and then my, uh, my dad from another timeline, um, the flashpoint of Batman, Thomas Wayne, has showed up here and he doesn't want me to be Batman because he's Batman. It's like, and he just wants me to be, he wants me to be happy, but without being, without me being Batman, but I can't be happy unless I'm Batman. So yes, this really sounds incredibly silly. You know the way I'm saying it right now. But that's that is kind of how it plays out. And I think that you know like King does a good job of, like committing to the to the stuff. And he also that like, you know like p- portrays another you know, like a lot of like um interesting interesting stories a in lot like along the way, such as like you know, Booster Gold, you know, trap um traveling to like an alternate universe, you know, in order to like find a uh Batman who is who whose parents are still alive and just you know like screwing things up completely in the in the process or you know like what we get when um just when batman has to um bring catwoman to uh talia al ghul his uh the wife his um baby mama and i'm um, then having to sort things out because you know hey if talia doesn't think like you know this is like she's worthy of like you know being the bride of the Bat, then obviously she's gonna kill her you can guess probably guess how that that turns out it's like oh it's like and also the uh infamous uh like see an eight issue run of nightmares where the basically like this is the story where basically got um tom king kicked off batman because not only did this plow um batman out of the top 10 sales wise but it also like you know had him selling less than incredible hulk which to be fair was being written by um al ewing and and illustrated by joe bennett in there like um it's like immortal hulk you know like it's like um, all timer. It's like all timer run, but at the same time, you know, and Batman's being outsold by the Hulk. DC is kind of looking at this and going, uh-uh, no way. It's like we need to find like you know, someone else who's going to do things. So so even though it's like I really enjoyed um nightmares, you know, in its like um single-volume form, because hey, you know, when you're doing like like eight stories about you know Batman, you know, it's like like confronting like you know, like all, all a lot of issues in his mind, even if they're really dumb. Like Bruce Wayne, the boy who has Thomas and Martha, like scr- like um scarred on his cheek and believes that he's just you know like the real, it's like you know like Bruce Wayne. It's just really dumb. It's like you also got you know like it's like um King, it's like um Bat- Batman and Professor Pig. You know just like doing out a, a beautiful ballet of just destruction with each, with each other. It's like um Batman trying to like force a. Uh, a, a question from Catwoman about the Catwoman in his mind about why she she left him at like at the altar. Oh, and also um, Batman and the Joker reenacting um, like Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. It's like you know in a uh, it's like a really ri- ridiculous you know like um, descent descent to the bottom, but it's just like kind of like in, in a lot of like King King's way that he embraces the uh, like the utter ridiculousness of. Of Batman's running. because he is someone who just like you know take everything that is a you know that's been like you know silly about the character, you know, like his golden age exploits, his silver age exploits, and he'll just like you know run with this. And you like this is a like, he's he's a guy who like he will just have Catwoman just say meow as a uh, completely unironic turn of phrase, and just you know hey I ha- like have that work in the context of the story. Oh, and also you know there's he'll get like Amanda Connor to like. I draw a story about you know um, Lois Lane and Catwoman having their bachelorette in the Fortress of Solitude, which is great fun, and also part more part of the nightmare story. Oh, and then but then it all climaxes. These tunes like the Monthly Adventures. It's like in um, in City of Bane, where like you know Bane has like you know finally um, taken over Gotham. It's like as a result of like his his efforts to break break the bat, but only because he teamed up with. His um dad um Thomas Wayne the Flashpoint Batman to like to do so, and what you get there is a uh, classic you know Batman you know who's just like you know trying to like you know like fight against all the odds that are, that are stacked against him and just taking out the uh, people who have like you know like you know, just just um just ruin ru- 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 his life um like trying to ensure that you know you can't be Batman anymore it's like and just just basically just shown him that you know like that that he that he's lost and of course we know that's not true because you know batman always wins and of course he wins here but there's like a cost there's a cost here because well it's like i guess i'm really a spoiler at this point but say that you know alfred is dead and it's not necessarily bruce's fault it's really damien's fault but um this is like this is essentially meant to be a story that led into like a big epic of Batman, not of Bruce Wayne, not being Batman, Batman anymore. That was supposed to lead usher in a new, um, like, status quo for the DC universe at large, called 5G. If you're curious about like what this is meant to be, just say fi- um, DC Universe 5G and look it up on Bleeding Cool because Rich Johnson did a yeah, really, like, a I wouldn't say a big in-depth um, series of articles. On this basically it's like he did like a like a lot of a lot of little articles about this that spotlight that spotlighted this. And it was essentially meant to be, you know, like lead into a story, storyline where like you know Bruce Wayne wasn't Batman anymore, and that um Jace Fox was the new Batman, you know, by uh like by John Ridley. And while Um Ridley did get, you know, chance to make um Jace Fox Batman, this is only in a uh you know, like a separate separate timeline that I'm still not curious, still still kind of wondering about. And still didn't quite, you know, measure up to be like, hey, if you want to be like a new Batman, your story has to be this good. And it was fine. And what I've read of it is just okay, but definitely not good enough to be followed in hardcover. And it was all right as far as what I, what I read. So there you go. It's like I guess if you're gonna try to, if you want to replace, I guess the moral here is like, if you want to replace Bruce Wayne as Batman, your stories have to be a lot better than that. And um, but you know, City of Bane, you know, like was a was a was a good enough capstone to to King's run since you know hey showed a Batman like against the odds, like you know, you thought he was like beaten by everyone on all sides, but hey, you know, like he he pulled through and he showed showed everyone that you know he was still, you know, like the guy who saw the angles and was able to beat beat up anyone like who was like you know going to like you know do wrong to him and his, his city. So it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good run. It has, a King's run has ambition. It doesn't connect with every single thing he, that, that he, that he, um that he aims at. But, you know, it's like, if you're looking for a solid bat and run, then I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it, you know, just, just for the ambition. But then you've got like the stuff that's been sitting on my shelf for a little while now, not just because like, I've been trying to catch up on, you know, writing and all, but, well, it's like because because yeah, King was originally planning a hundred issue run on Batman, and he got kicked off before that that could happen. And um, James and IV took over, and I'm still They all read his at some point, but it's gonna have to wait until it's in like you know proper you know like like two in one volume editions, much in the same way that um City of Bane was collected in one one um, proper soft cover. That being said, I was. Uh, it's like I was go, willing to go ahead and splurge when it came to the Batman Catwoman um, hardcover, which basically, which not only collects the twelve issue Batman Catwoman um, series that um, King did with his favorite artist Clay Mann, but also a lot of other supplemental stories to flesh out, you know, his take on the, the Batman Catwoman relationship, because that's really what his run is all about. It's all about you know Batman and Catwoman coming together. It's like and just like him trying to find like trying to tell like a big epic story about them, you know, the meeting, them coming together. It's like them it's like you know coming together, it's like then, you know, they're uh it's like I wouldn't say they're they're very domesticated years, but them, you know, having having guests together and then you know Selena, you know, having to deal with, you know, Batman, it's like, you know, having like having having died due to Due to cancerous causes, thanks to, thanks to Doctor Phosphorus, which is also a story like in the, that is collected in this, like this hardcover as well. But the um, big twelve issue story storyline here is actually three stories in one, and I urge you please bear with the first issue. Just do your best to get through it because it's 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 tough because you know King is telling it story in three different three three different eras and the first issue isn't really all that good about just you know like like accommodating the reader in terms of like you know which ish- which era is like is which because you've got the early the early years basically like the year one style of Batman where he's just you know like learning learning the ropes of like you know fighting against all these super villains and also like this um catwoman creek person who is just she's just like someone who just like you know confounds him. I mean, she's not, she's not exactly like, you know, like a, like a killer, like say like, like the, like the Joker is It's like, but she is definitely like a villain in the sense that she's, you know, like willing to like, she's like, she's willing to like to treat, treat um, Gotham as her own per, per, personal piggy bank. But at the same time, she's also willing to pal up to the Joker because she, because she thinks he understands um, like, they, like her idea of just wanting to be free, not being like, I'm pegged down by um any, it's like by any one person or any one batman specifically um then you've got the present day which is when you know batman and catwoman are are much more on the same wavelength it's like and it, and if i had to had to um had to make a bet this is definitely after um like this takes us after the city of bane storyline you know when batman and catwoman like you know, they're not they haven't really like you know like uh like married yet but they're uh like they're on a much more like similar wavelength, and then come into their lives comes um one um like Andrea Beaumont, it's like who is just you know looking to, like you know, like reconnect with Bruce, but also um take out the Joker for what she uh for like for, for, for previous grievances. I'll come back to her in a second, but then you've also got the future, which is after um you know like Bruce Wayne has died and Selena has left all all on her own. And without um Bruce Wayne around to uh rein her in, she's decided to go and take out the one person who she believes that you know like caused the most misery in their their lives. Just um slice open his throat and um like open open his jug- jugular and let all the blood flow out as he just like you know die like die, dies and bleeds out before her. This is kind of a problem for her because her daughter um Hel- like I'm Helena Wayne. It's like is the new Batman, and well, she's every bit as as a for the rules as, as like as her dad was. These are the three um three different time periods and three different storylines that um that King the King and Clay artist Clayman are telling over the course of Batman and Catwoman, and overall, it's like I think they're all pretty pretty interesting. It's like in sense that you know like it, they do a good job of like you know showing you just you know how. Batman Catwoman came came together and just and like his and King's ultimate theories about you know the character themselves that Catwoman is basically someone who is just like you know like she's ultimately she is a bad person um pretending to be good but someone who was able to, to be good because she had um like Bruce Wayne to support support her over all that time and at the same time she's also someone who can get um like um Bruce Wayne Batman to to actually like ask her to do something like in the sense that you know like hey you know batman is like he's kind of selfish she's especially to do things without having him ask them but no she's the one who actually got him to ask her to spare this particular villain villain's life it's like but you know when he's gone well all bet all bets are off it's like and it's it's interesting to see how like how she plays out with how, how things pl- play out there it's like it's a it's an interesting story it's like i and you know it's like maybe like king could have like you know you know me like um uh, certain things like you know a bit, bit bit cleaner in terms of like you know making sure that we that um that we were all that we we're clear on each you know particular time like i'm time frame but that's actually like you know something else that you just like probably like gearing up for for his final final batman story on a monthly basis. But, but Also, the thing is, um, I mentioned Andrea Beaumont, and I'm sure like some people, like some readers, listeners here, will hear this and go, Wait a second, wasn't she the phantasm? You know, from Batman, Master of the Phantasm, yes, yes, she is. This is her first, um, in continuity, um, like uh, DC Universe appearance. Uh, you know, assuming that you believe this to be like a uh, in continuity, um, DC story because this is published under the black label line, which is basically you know, like mature readers, um, like superhero comics and, like, you know, stuff that, um, DC basically realizes, like, you know, we don't know when we want to place this continuity continue, realize. so let's just go put this in the black label line. So there you go. But, so, but the thing is, though, is, like, if you didn't know who she was, if you weren't, if you hadn't seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm, if you weren't aware that, you know, she was a mobster's daughter whose, um, father was killed by the Joker, uh, you're going to be a bit lost here because King does not catch you up on this. I mean, you can understand, like it's able to be, you're able to be infer a bit that, you know, like the Joker did some bad stuff to her. That's why she's got a mad on for him. But I will admit that, you know, like and that, that actually works when you find out um, like what, like her connection with the Joker in terms of the story that King is telling. That's, it's really interesting and really kind of, kind of disturbing because you know like the joker like you know like play, plays are really good really good in a really disturbing way that's really true to like the way he writes the character and i get it king writes a really good joker like someone who is just um who's just like you know every who's just like you know he loves to have like a a good joke at the at, at a character's expense and not kill him but then he'll also like you know just say hey you know it's like i'll he'll just kill Kill them, you know, regardless. It's like there's a uh, like there's one one like I'm short eight page story where he's just like waiting at some guy's house. He was like, I'm waiting for the bat batman to send me his invitation to his wedding, and this guy is just kind of like wondering, you know, what is why did the batman send like your invitation to my house? It's like just that, that kind of like you know, like in, in insanity, it's like he does. Like he he really does a great like unstable like Joker. Where you're just not sure like you know what he's gonna gonna do. It's like and the, and also like in a really disturbing moment that like serves as the crux of the his um war and the joke jokes of riddles moment. He actually serves as like you know the one um line in the sand against you know Batman's you know vow of like not not killing anyone. Which, you know, he thinks, now that's funny. It's like, and that's really disturbing to think that, you know, like, the Joker was all that stood um, between Batman and his vow against not killing at one, like, at one point. And, but also just the fact that, you know, he's just, like, like, someone who just, like, you know, is just like, you no. Know, on one hand, like, he can be, like, perfectly, like, utter- utterly normal, like, and then just, say you know, like, like, murder someone without without thinking, And just you know, like just be like you know, like just really crazy. Like at at one point in the story, he basically like when he realizes like you know that Andrew Beaumont is coming to kill him, he begs um, Batman Catwoman, "Please take me in. It's like save me from 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 this person who wants to kill me." And Batman like agrees because you know Batman's not going to want doesn't want anyone to see to die. But then Batman you know comes to and is like you know what did you do? It's like you um, it's like it's like I know one of your henchmen is dead. It's like, you know, Paul Fleischman. It's like, and um, it's like, you knew what he said? It's like, and Joker's like, oh, who's Paul Fleischman? It's like, and Paul Fleischman is the henchman who, um, you had tattooed on his tongue. I'm hiding with um, Batman and Catwoman. Come find me. Ha ha. And he's like, oh, that Paul Fleischman. There you go. That's that's what that's what makes like you know his his Joker so fun. Just that. That level of like unpredict unpredictability, it's like, and I, and I love that. In fact, you know, it's like just just reading, like you know, reading Batman Catwoman. It's like even if like you know, it can be kind of hard to like you know, follow, like follow Frank like, from the from the diff- different eras. It's like it's it's still like a uh, I think it's like a solid um, end, like wrap up to what um, King King was doing with with the characters. And I do appreciate the fact that you know, I think that DC included all this all these other other um you know batman catwoman stories it's like as well particularly like the uh, art the uh annual some of these days with details like you know it's one of their like one of their ear- earliest meetings it's like and also the story about weapons when catwoman finds out that she's pregnant with batman's kid and how how she has to deal deal with that it's like they're it's, like it's good it's good fun as is the uh batman and catwoman special which on one hand i i like how like you know it's it furthers King's goal like, you know, like, like showing us, you know, what Catwoman was like, you know, like from beginning to end. It's like her, her life is like from beginning to end. And it's, and it's really solid, even if, you know, what happens to her at that very end is kind of like a bum note to end the series on. I, this, this uh, issue was um, originally published in the middle of, in the middle of the, of the, the maxi series. It's like, and I can understand that, you know, okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, to give the character, like when you understand what the character's life is going to be be like at the end, but then you've got like all these, like, like this back half, which she shows you, you know, like her, like her sort of time, time with Bruce. It's like, it's, it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of disappointing, but, but overall the series is like really, it's like, it's, is really entertaining and does a good job making you believe in like the whole Batman Catwoman relationship as a, as a whole. Oh but you know, if you read this and you want more, well, there's Batman Killing Time. This is a six-issue miniseries from Tom King and artist David Marquez. Um, Marquez, like you know, probably best known for his um, Marvel work on, like, on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and also and um Civil Civil War Two, taking like the other various um collaborations with Brian Michael Bendis. So he um, came over to DC for a, for a while and um you know did some stuff with them but you know i don't think he quite broke out into like one of their like you know most in demand artists but but his work on killing time is like um really it's like it's really solid and um really offers some really bold like um, quality superhero superhero action to enjoy as for the story itself well it's it's basically uh an experimental story that basically you know tries to uh nail that tells like you know a non non linear story that jumps around, jumps around in time like both multi- like on multiple occasions like, it's like it's basically a sur- starts off telling telling you like a story that happen- one scene is happening in one era then jumps like twenty five hundred years in the past to tell you now this is happening, and on one hand it's the idea is meant to show you like you know how thing how ca- causality works, and it uh it kind of does to a certain extent I don't think that this um. This a, this wildly um, fl- um fluctuating approach to uh, to time to how time flows works um like interferes with the story but you know, it's like I kept wondering you know, how would this story read if it was played out from beginning to end if every ish sequence here happened happened in the sequence because essentially it's a story about the Riddler um, teaming with the Cat Catwoman and Killer Croc and the Penguin and a another mystery character. To steal something from a from a vault, a vault that belongs to Bruce Wayne, so and apparently what's in this vault is something that allows people to um, control the world. So yeah, it's all about you know like because at one time Batman got his hands on an artifact that allowed him to control the world, and he couldn't bring himself to throw it away, but he couldn't actually you know bear him, like um like you know part with it as well. But then the Riddler found out about it. And now he's going to sell it to uh, a, a particular bidder, like or a, a buyer. It's like in order to, you know, make himself himself and Catwoman more money than they would ever need in, like in their lives. It's like, and it's like, so yeah, it's like, this is a story that takes place in like the uh, year one or inexperienced Batman, Batman era. So you've got um the Riddler, you know, just doing it like, um, tuning his best, like, you know, what's of the Batman, Catwoman, just you know, do, doing her best to show that you know, she's she can do whatever she wants and isn't bound by like the uh, the confines of what you know other people expect of her. It's like, and Batman, well, he's able to be beaten up, um, by like by, by um, other other guys, like such as like the 80 80 year old, the help, one of um, the, the penguins, um, like top top men who also has a connection to Ray Ghoul like so, so it's a it's an inter- it's an interesting story it's like more notable for the fact of how it just it you know, plays out it's like its like it's a weird chron- chronological structure if you're wondering well why does this series have a weird chronological structure? why is it jumping in the all around from like from the, from the far past to the present day it's like like over like you know thousands of years over the course of its run well that's because of the person who' was telling the story. Because the person telling this story has a very specific interest in time and has a desire just to hold to hold the world in his hands if only for a bit. And on one hand, it's like I think that you know like the uh, there's some people who, who probably read this and go, wait, this is the guy who's narrating it. This is the villain who planned things out. Oh come on they are probably people who have not seen as many episodes as the Batman of the Batman, the animated series as I have, because I know this character because he showed up in the Batman, the animated series. And I remember him because of his very uh chronological obsession here. So I, I can understand, you know, just why this character, you know, was the made like the perfect, unique focus as the, uh, as the antagonist for the story. It's, it's not the best story that I've read, Rip King. It's definitely not the worst either. It's quite solid, and if I'm being honest, I don't I don't regret buying it in like in hardcover. In fact, I don't don't regret buying like Batman Catwoman hardcover either. Um, do I do I, do I um am I perfectly fine with just um reading, you know, all of the, like you know the, like the rest of his run in soft cover? Oh yeah, definitely. But um. If, like, DC's sides start, you know, publishing, you know, like King's Run in, like, you know, nice omnibus formats, then, yeah, it's, like, definitely, definitely pick it up because, yeah, it's, like, you know, there's so much Batman product published today. And I think that, you know, King's King's work uh, does stand at least a cut above. It's not, like, the best stuff. In fact, I'd probably say that, you know, Snyder's work, Snyder and Capullo's work, it's probably like a safer bet if you're looking for a uh, like distinctive like Batman story that, that tells stuff that you don't expect to see with a character. But I respect his ambition, I respect his the story he was trying to tell with Bat with Cat with um Batman and Catwoman and their the romance together. I think that you know he uh that he told like a, a good good sold superhero romance, which is a lot harder than you'd expect, you know, with with these kind kinds of characters. So Give it a shot if you like I um good Batman stories. So yeah, I I enjoyed his work and I'll probably like you know look forward to seeing you know whatever else he does with the character because he's not quite done with them yet. Cool. Like a slight cut above. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Um I'm not gonna mention I've watched a lot of the Batman animated series. I think that's a unique perspective yeah i think there's there's definitely like a certain amount of respect for that series as well because like you know that series like appreciated every error of batman no matter how silly it was and um that's that's definitely true of what what king does here because yeah he there's there's he there's a lot of goofy ass stuff here especially his appreciation of kite man yeah (laughs) kite man who is also charles brown wink wink nudge nudge (laughs) so so yeah that's that this is the kind of like story you're you, you, kind of like when you can expect to uh, appreciate, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. All right, you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Uh, it's like, well, I'm not 100% sure with it, but it's probably going to be um, Al Ewing and Simone de Mayo's We Only Find Them When They're Dead, which is a story about you know people um, finding gods when they're dead, carving them up, um, eating, eating their bodies, and then trying and then one person's quest to figure out just where they come from. And why we only find them when they're dead. Ah, well, sounds interesting. We'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Laters, everyone.